Okay. Okay. We are back now, so that's better. With Lex and her husband Travis, and I asked on Instagram a little while ago. I asked some questions. We've done the like rapid fire hot topics where Lex pulls up news articles and just throws them out to us. We've never seen them before and just gets you know Brandon's two cents on them. But I wanted to ask, what are some hot topics within the church that people? deal with think about whatever and so we have a list of them here this is probably going to have to be a multiple part series yeah because there's a lot and there's some really good ones um and i didn't even put all of the like repetitive ones on that yeah. list because there's a lot that came you know i'll kind of talk about the same thing so um lex is going to kind of lead us here and just throw out some of these and we're all just basically going to talk about them what do we think what does scripture say uh I guess, right? Yeah. Just see where everything falls. All right, so what do we got? So for me, the one that stood out like the quickest, the most for me, and I think because for me this is a really big hot button issue, is um, women pastors, head pastors, and lead (laughs) roles. Why do you have to go to that one first? Trust me, it's by far not the worst. Well, okay, not the hardest one. But I think all of us are pretty much – on the same page with this topic. I think the Bible is very clear on this topic. And that's why I get so mad. That it is a topic? That it's a topic (laughs) and that it's something that is being misconstrued. There are branches of quote-unquote Christianity. I I don't know. But Paula White's my spiritual advisor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but there's, you know, like the church that... uh, what some of Travis's family members go to, they have got a huge, huge number of women head pastors, lead pastors, and it's one of those, like, for me, mm. that's kind of always been my line in the sand. Like, that's, like, my number one. If I go and I see a woman teaching with authority, <laughs> especially on a regular basis, I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to listen to her because the thing is, is the Bible is very clear that women are not to be the head of the church. They're not to be the head of the family. They're not to be the head of the church. Um, now, that's, of course, not talking about single moms. That's an entirely different thing. But um, you're not to be the head of the church. And so if you're willing to so blatantly say, no, we're going to disregard that, how many other things biblically are you going to look at? And are you going to say, well, that might make people uncomfortable, or, well, you I don't have to quite abide so to by me, that one. to me, that's a pretty good signifier, and I'm probably going to tick some people off, but it's a pretty I'm good I'm just signifier. glad that you said it on no, all, on, on this podcast, yeah. so we don't, so you could just kind of frame the opinion for me, because I yeah, agree, well, amen well, to all that. I, I completely here's agree. Here's the thing, and this is the comment that's going to tick people off. If you are going to a church, or you are heaven forbid the woman who is leading that church to me that is a pretty darn good indication that you are perfectly willing to preach people straight into hell yeah i agree i'll give my i'll try to like time myself here and do like two minute or not like a minute response i think i can do and all that i completely agree with all of that i don't know where that 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 question kind of comes from like if people had somebody specific in mind like if you're talking about like a Joyce Meyer or if you're talking about 
I want to say that the majority of the women that gave that response is because they don't agree with it. They don't agree with... Saying that women cannot be in leadership, head role, you know, Scripture is like 100% clear about that. Do you, have, you were looking it up. Did you find the scripture? It's... It's in Timothy. It's Timothy. It's, yeah. Uh, I, ha I might have it right here, actually. Well, First Timothy on. 2? Yeah, that sounds right. Well, so then on the same hand, are you saying then that women can have no official position? Because we know there are women that Paul even speaks of, different people right. speak of, that are women that are held to some... Like, I pulled up, if you just look at, you know, like we have... Acts 16, 14, 15, Lydia is named as a powerful woman in the sure. community who's head of her household. 1 Corinthians 1, 11. Well, this, our home church is named Aquila and Priscilla. That was church, one. So Priscilla instructed, I, I was, instructed okay, Apollos. So, yes. That, that, I'll let Travis go ahead and, because I'm sure I completely agree with him on this response, so I'm going to go let Travis answer so this, because I, I agree with the, him. The foundation for this begins with, you know, the comment, well, I believe it's in Titus chapter 3, if I'm not mistaken, where it talks about how we are, you know, there's no Scythian, no barbarian, we're all one in Christ, even yes. no, no male and female. Right. And so then by overextension, what people do is say, well, see, now that destroys any sense of position that God has put yep. like, in, in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we are equal in Christ because we are all saved through Christ, and that is equal. You know, equal. We're no Jew or Gentile in that mm -hmm. sense, but we still recognize that God also put position. It's not value is decreased, but there are positions of responsibility that God has ordained, and so, in the sense, the man has been ordained as head over the woman, just as Christ is head over the man. That's scriptural. Yeah. Um, and that also means men will be held responsible for that. And just In a as, much right, <laughs> well, And Heidi and I have briefly talked about this in another, in a video that we did where we've talked about how, you know, the whole concept of women being submissive to their husbands. First of all, in that scenario, I'm going to reiterate it. I do every time I talk about it. Wives, submit to your husbands, not all men. Nobody is telling you to go get a boyfriend yes. who's going to be pinning you down under his thumb. It doesn't mean that your boss has the right to be abusive to you at work or anything like that. Wives, submit to your husbands. Why? Because it's a picture of church. Why? Because the church is a picture of the triune Godhead. That is why. There's a reason why. Um, so, but it's, Genesis tells Eve that she's, the desire will be for her husband. That's not talking about sexually. That's talking about position. Mm -hmm. That's talking about power. What's going on in our country today? Women are desiring men, they're, but not men sexually. They're desiring the position that men hold. But And you've agreed with me. Heidi agreed with me on this. Why would you want that responsibility? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, an, that's the, it's something that's very serious, and that's why I was like, that's... Yeah, because you know we we deal with this all the time, and we've talked about it in the in the sense of husbands and wives' roles in the video that we did. But talking just on a broader scale of a church, the pastor of a church is held so responsible. There's scripture 
all throughout the Bible that talks very specifically about yep. what the ramifications are if they're not doing their job correctly, if they lead anybody astray. There's like extra punishment, extra penalization going oh, along yeah. with that. And right. so here's the other thing. I think one of the things, women like to get so fired up. Well, why am I considered less than? You're not. In some ways, you're considered more precious. Yep. In some ways. Because here's the thing. There is a protection in a woman not being the head pastor of a church. If you are pastoring a church and you are not facing hardship of some kind, if you're not facing attack of some kind, if you're not facing some kind of even spiritual attack of some kind, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, there's yeah. something wrong. Yeah. So men were designed to take that pressure and take that heat on another level. Women go through it too. We tend to go through it more as mothers, as wives, you know, being over children. And we're allowed to teach, like, children and other women. Well, and yeah, yeah, this, I was going to say that. I'm that like, was so gonna then, be can my, I not lead a women's no, Bible that's, study? Well, that, yeah. no, because, I mean, it's very, it, that's also very specific that you're to yeah. disciple younger women. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's, it's very clear. So there is a role for a woman teacher in the way of, and obviously it's, it's that it's not authority over man, not, right. not authority in a way of, like we were just talking of, like, oh, I have power authority, but it, in a godly sense. So yeah, I mean that, that, that issue is just very clear laid out in scripture. It's one issue that, one issue that I, again, I don't see how this gets twisted, but it does. Well, well because of the examples of Deborah, because of the examples of the, there are women. She was a prop. I mean, you when, have prophets too. They, I mean, that's a different when role. Men were not available to lead when there was no one qualified. God called women. Mm-hmm. Um, but those that was like special circumstances. That was again. I don't want that. Well, and I think the reason why this is such a big topic within the church, and why the women listening to this are probably really angry that this is our answer and this is the one you chose to go with first so they've already clicked off and left no Um, i mean again i'd rather have people no which is totally fine but i think the reason is because we know that that's what women's desire is for Mm -hmm. the position the power of her husband and that's what is just but look how rampant that is in our society today and what are we doing we're feeding that fire. Even yeah. the church is feeding that fire. Instead of saying, because you would just be some like yeah. backwoods 1950s yeah. weirdo church if you were standing strong in these roles. So, so this, the reason I started with this one is because it flows very well into the next one, which then flows very well into the next one. But and just to weed out our, the, our listeners the, very quickly. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are left, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, but no. But this isn't our opinion. This is scripture. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying. That's and, why I'm not afraid again, to to stand on that either. To, to again reiterate for some people who maybe haven't watched the Mary more than Martha or any of that, but Heidi and I both, I think, consider ourselves to be strong women. Yeah. We're both very independent personality wise. Neither one of us is sitting here not feeling valued. <laughs> um, but I think that what it comes down to, the whole women's leadership roles in the church, is it people misconstrue yep. that as value. 
Well, if you're saying I can't lead, if you're saying I can't be in charge, does that mean that women are less valuable than men? And this is on both sides of the line. Men look down on women for this and have for a long time. Women feel oppressed because the men are treating them like trash because, well, the Bible says you're less. So I think this leads really into the concept of modern-day feminism. Is that the next topic? It is the next topic, modern-day fem- nice. feminism. So. Which we have wanted to talk on a lot. And I want to add in the note that, yes, I would say that I definitely... Come on, we grew up listening to Destiny's Child. Come on, we're as independent women as you can possibly get. But I have to say that the moment I stopped fighting my husband to be the head and the one in charge of everything and started to kind of fall into this submissive type role, I... I feel like made me feel more valued yeah. than I did before when I was. And what do you say submissive Tyrell? Like, I mean, as a guy's perspective, like, I don't even think of it like this. Like, no, you don't, I don't even either. like, that's, just that's the not even where you're bra- and you don't uses. act like it. It's not something that you lord over. I don't um, think if people saw me, they'd think that I was this like little not at all thing in the corner no that, and, yeah. that, and 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 i think being the head of a, a of a relation a, a wife means a lot more it's a lot it goes a lot deeper than what what you know we see superficially out on the surface yeah of what it is because loving your wife i mean and, and treating her the way that you're supposed to i to mean because your wife is Christ yeah loves the church. and, and, and it's also so very specific that like if you don't like that's yeah. on you and that it's not good and, and your prayers will be hindered and it's not you can't have that so it, it's not it, it's a very very big responsibility and and we make light of it i think as is yeah. even as men and even women in that right make light of it because it is a huge responsibility that yeah. that whole submissive role isn't a, like a, a shield of of look what i got from a guy you know yeah. that's the heck that's even like more of a responsibility on us well and here's the thing everybody is called to submit yeah, absolutely. You sh- yeah. So, so here's the thing. Again, you... marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. That's a picture of the triune God. It's it's a, it's all a picture. It's all to be something that points towards Christ. That points towards God Almighty. And so the thing is, and no, that's not me saying that my husband is my God or anything no, like that. Yeah. Because you get that too. Yeah. You get that direction too. But the reality is, is People I'm just trip me out. Man. You know, I I uh-huh. used to have a very hard time. I'm very opinionated. No, <laughs> my husband's <clears throat> over here rubbing my back like I got you. It's okay. Um, Bless you, little I'm, I I'm I have a very very quick temper. I pretty much That's call right. it like I see it. I know you guys are so shocked hearing <laughs> this right now. Um, but when it's and it it's not easy all the time to yeah. be like my husband's the authority. I need to do you know let him have the final say on things. But when it gets hard. My response is, but I'm not submitting to my husband. I'm submitting to the Lord. So if you are refusing to be submissive in your marriage, Mm -hmm. you are refusing to be submissive to God. So, yeah, I just, but to, to bring it back to this whole concept of feminism, I think what I'm really interpreting that as right now, when you talk about feminism within the church, I really think what it comes down to is the skewed perception of what value is. Yeah. 
value of women versus value of men because nobody wants to feel not valued mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of women look at this topic and they think oh yeah we're oppressed and we're not held as valuable as men are which to me if you're in a healthy marriage or go to a healthy church should come off as absolutely ridiculous to you I think feminism is really the war on women yeah, with Satan at the true. Core that was that was gonna be my. It's it's just a it's a very demonic. It's a very spirit huge. And I just want to throw her out that, there. Um, the transformed wife. She has a website, a blog, an Instagram. She's written in big things. She takes that scripture in Titus very seriously about what as older women you are to do to instruct the others to love their husbands and be great keepers of the home and, and mothers and stuff. She has a whole ministry on that and. She is one that gets so much flack, nobody likes to hear it because she won't tickle ears, right? She talks about Oh, yeah, she stuff. has posted and some great she stuff. Is, she's a grandmother now. Yeah. She's raised her children, been married for like You showed me some something. of this stuff. She's fantastic, and I highly recommend her if you are struggling with feeling like you need to be this feminist, right? We're encouraging everybody to be feminist and to do this because you are of less value if you don't assert and try to take yeah, over she's gotten a lot position. of hate for that you showed me some but feminism story. is a war on women yeah it is with satan right at the core travis do you have you've been kind of silent for <laughs> we're well, throwing them out really fast i mean i'm just reminded that you know a lot of this also comes back to the war on the family yeah mm -hmm. the husband Completely. and wife being the core mm -hmm. one flesh um and you know culturally when you look at situations in the past you know we have it so easy that we often forget like there was a purpose why the woman was taking care of the household because it took time to prep meals it took yeah. time to do these things we have so many things at our fingertips now that it's like we just are i don't know idle bodies or we we fill our time with entertainment and it's just so so it's almost like when we see now we're like oh well, we have all this extra free time and so we forget that there was a purpose and, and reason why the family was so core together. Mm -hmm. And husbands that went to work actually brought things home that was necessary for the lives of their children. I mean, just look at the those who were following Christ. It just popped in my mind. Just you know, when he ends up feeding the five thousand men, not counting women and children. It had been was it the third day or something like that? Mm -hmm. He's like, if yeah. you sent them home. They're they're, they're gonna yeah starve. Gonna have to starve. Like, there's yeah. nothing. They've been here. Be. He's having compassion on them. Um, I mean, it was a cost simply to follow Christ, and you know, so that required that teamwork within the home. That required husband and wife working together and having a leader and that who is following in that lead. Um, and just like you know, Lexi said, it's. You know, we're all submitting to somebody. Yeah. There's elders in the church. Um, there are certain positions that were necessary to uphold these things, and yet we all look to Christ as the head. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my point, too. Is this like, the, I guess that goes back into the submissive point, so I don't want to go backwards, but. Well, and it's hard I because the whole feminism it, submissive, like, it does. All kind but of then, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's funny. I, I'll let you go to the next episode, but I think of feminism, you know, I think of women trying to say, you know, there's something in society that women have to, but then like just this week, like I see the free, the, the, what is it? The free, the nipple movement. 
yeah. is like exploding. Like you haven't seen in New York, they do this. Th- yeah, yeah. It, they do like a whole. They walk seriously, the whole thing. yeah. They walk it like thousands and thousands of women just I walking. I just don't understand it, and I'm a chick. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you want to be respected and you want to be held well, high, but yet we're trying to. Oh, and their argument is because men can walk around without a shirt on. And my response to that is put your shirt on. Like yeah, you don't want to see everybody. I don't want to see man nipple either. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, you know, and I think too, like people really confuse. We kind of went through this on another podcast that we talked about, but people confuse the idea of us saying no, no feminism, we don't agree with it, as us saying that all treatment of women has been fine. That oh, there was yeah. never a reason for any kind of obviously. Well, no, but, but I mean, that... nobody here is saying that it's not women shouldn't be able to vote or that have a bank account, have or... a bank account, <laughs> or be successful. Yeah, but in look how or... you know you guys want that, but then look how stupid the male looks in our modern society yeah. today, in our modern world. Yeah. Look how stupid We've we torn have men dumbed apart, down the and men, and then we complain that there's no good men. Well, right. You've destroyed the ones that were, and you're not raising up any more to be. And so. now, listen, I don't. I, we deserve it, and I mean, we're we're we can be very stupid, but I think we've been definitely fed to have men dumbed down. Like Travis said, it all goes back to the family role. Um, we've destroyed the family, so this is where all these issues rise from. So, like you said, it goes back to Satan, and well, so I think that's that. the point transitions into well what about this whole idea of gender identity within the church let me just tell you this i saw a meme and this meme made me laugh so hard and it it i mean it takes a lot and it still kind of makes me chuckle thinking about it it doesn't take a lot it says if i no to like haha like dying okay. laughing like ricky on i love lucy it says, if I got a quarter for every gender there is, I and it's just a picture of 50 cent. <laughs> okay. That was great. Well, what's the thing? There's the college and the kid that got, because he was arguing in college class, he's literally like suing the university now, because he was arguing that there's only two genders instead of the like 21 okay recognized ones or something like that like th- how is the gender thing even an issue how is this well even it's it's point? it's uh, it's been a part of every culture throughout every civilization That's I think, true. Since that we know of. so it's been i mean even back into jesus's day yeah if you go back and you look at the culture of greece and and i mean rome it was it was a different culture to where like certain men that were like more feminine, mm-hmm. like they would be the women. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah too. I mean, it goes all the way back there too. So this is nothing new. It's it's just kind of different, but it, it I don't feel that it's changed from back then either. I mean, it was just as evil as it is now as it was back then, and it's it's. I mean, I, I understand. Um, you know that everybody has their own inner inner battles and their own things that they'll struggle their own demons their own struggles that they have um but i mean acting on those and 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 struggling with them are two different things 
Well, I think maybe, you know, the questions are probably more along the lines of what's the appropriate way for the church to handle it. I mean, the Bible is very clear. God made them male and female. He made them. He made two halves to join together to become. Yeah, I mean, that's it. To be because and this is where, again, kind of going back to the female issue, people forget women also were created in the image. Do people not? It's they don't understand that women were not created to be less than that image. We're still in that same image, meaning that. Are we sure? in the church and how like how should we feel about this is this what you all it said what you can guess all it says is gender well the thing is is my two cents is this is a real thing that's Mm -hmm. going on this is a real thing that people struggle with so i think as a church there's got to be that line where we must show compassion we must be heartbroken and reaching out and yep. praying for and doing those things, but without compromising on the fact that the Bible is very clear. God made them male and female. This goes back to the very issue, though, that Travis just said before this. This goes mm-hmm. back to the family again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this... Well, go ahead. And Sorry. It's, no, uh, take it. What I see foundationally, though, is that this is an attack on objective truth. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the idea of how churches have kind of abandoned the Bible being the word of God to, well, it has some of God's wisdom to this kind of this lesser degree. Right. And so apostasy as as (laughs) as we have abandoned the idea of objective truth. Now you have to give more credence to feelings. Yep. And so because you can't say, well, this is black and white, this is XXXY chromosome, there's, you know, that, like, that's clear. You have to now say, well, how do you feel about this? Do you feel today like, you know, you were, you were, well, we're supposed born to let with male anatomy, but you feel like... That was the crazy So, I mean, do you think me. what's, you know, what seems kind of, I mean, it's, it's the church folding in... Are, I mean, I know, I grant, I mean, we'll I just talk summer, about America. And what I mean, what I mean I by the American line. church is folding is, I mean, are we afraid to speak honest truth? I think it's both, though. I think because we're, also, we're afraid of the persecution that's going to come from it. Yeah, I think that lack of money, lack of funds. We read the one article a couple weeks ago about the pastor that lost his job because of what he, you know, said about all of that. But um, I think there's, What's interesting is it's weird. There's, yeah, the the churches that it's like you really question the validity of are you a real church? Are you just trying to make some money and make people feel good? Um, because because if you want to make well, money, but we're not we're dealing but with these issues all the time and they're not being seeing, addressed. But you're also seeing on a much in a much more public way than before, <coughs> more churches being willing to stand up and say no. This is not right. right. Okay. Um, there, so I do think that there's not many, not a ton. It's not equal, but I do think we are seeing on their eyes the churches that are being sorted out. But you know what's interesting is we're already seeing funding starting to be pulled yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Master Seminary just lost funding um, in I, in a certain department. I, I forgot what it was because. They wanted them to change one of their entrants. I mean, they're in California. It's the most liberal stinking state out there. Oh, they finally agree um, with that? Well, there were, are you referring to when the, uh, the state board, I think, came in? Yes. They basically said, you don't have enough curriculum for females. Yes. 
I remember, well, this was about a year ago. They said that you basically have so much there, time to change this. Yes, there was that one, and then there was just another one recently that MacArthur was talking about that um, I'll have to bring it up again. I'll have to link it. Um, but you're right. But, yeah, there's nowhere to hide. And it, it, what this comes down to is there's going to be no neutrality. See, that there's there's this, there's this a capitulation where you've got some of these liberal churches who don't stand on the word of God who are just like, yes, we accept anything and everything you believe and it falls apart. All is because, love, it's okay. Yeah, well, and they, they believe by going that route somehow that's going to increase their numbers, especially when you look in Britain and, you know, the Church of England, for mm -hmm. example. They're super inclusive because nobody's there. Right. So they think that's the solution. Right. Well, we just open the doors. Anyone, everyone, we're not going to teach you doctrine. Right, we'll gonna... baptize everybody. Yeah, <laughs> this whole mess and you'll even hear like that's their thought process which right. is failing then you'll have these churches that are standing on the word of God that are slowly growing or at least maintaining and by God's grace and will they will stand there but like you said they're the ones getting picked on they're the mm -hmm. ones getting isolated and saying you guys are wrong so and then there's this blanket neutrality where it's kind of like this inclusive you know we're not really going to correct you come in uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the message, but there's going to come a point. Mm -hmm. There's going to come a point where somebody's going to draw the line for you, and you're going to say, yes, I stand on the Word of God, or no, I don't. I I, I will. What was the Carl well, Lentz or whatever? Yes. What's his name? Yeah, and they asked him if abortion was a uh, sin, and he wouldn't answer. Or He said no, he couldn't answer for God or you know, or whatever. Or Lauren Daigle just did something like that to you, where they asked, okay, well, what is this? Is this yes or no? Well, I can't say, and God will take care of it. Um. <laughs> Going back, it's funny though that we're seeing these in, in this happening though in the church and and people you know the church kind of folding in and not wanting to stand boldly on this and people are just freaking out and it's like the church was always was supposed to speak boldly and was never supposed to be popular and was never supposed to stand on this. So seeing this and, and again a reason why pastors frequently up until recently were often they would preach with like shotguns behind the pulpit they were considered their town's protectors they were they were the people that people ran to when they were sure. being persecuted which again Wait. goes right back into probably why it's not quite as appropriate for a woman to be a pastor and why i wouldn't <laughs> want that responsibility and this kind of, you know, we also had a lot of questions about the LGBTQ homosexuality. I feel like that's kind of a similar issue. I feel like it all kind of falls into that. Yeah. To us, we see this as all the same issue. And I think there's definitely, we handled all of, we, I mean, we, I don't think we've handled many problems exactly correct, but... Well, our, again, our world would be a different place if we did. So I don't need to say I don't yeah. think the we haven't the handled The way the church has gone about homosexuality issues. was wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I've, well, yeah. I, I, that issue is just... Well, it's I, been I, wrong know. on both sides of the coin. You sure. You have the churches that are like, well, we don't want to hurt your feelings, well, so we're, I'm just going to let you... I mean, I we're, like either, we're either burning them on crosses yeah. or yeah. we're all inclusive and this is okay... Yeah. Jesus loves you where you are, <laughs> and who so, yeah, you know, like said, you don't need to change. Making, Jesus what's loves the, you. The Queen's Bible, or whatever. oh, that yeah. I mean, it's but also this was also a very specific sin that yeah. was dealt with very very harshly, and it yeah. was it was always looked at like As most sexual sins all, all are. are. 
The, yeah, no, I mean it was the same exu- It was the same result for the the what is it? Corinthians, the first Corinthians, yeah, because second Corinthians is when he deals with it. Well, and it was kind of the point that you pulled up a minute ago too. Maybe struggling with your sexuality is a true sin that you are facing day in and day out. Sure, there's guys that have struggled with sexual yeah. sin just for a norm for for women. Yeah, I mean, which, that's not... which that could be your sin, and so having that within you isn't the sin. It's continu- it's acting on it, and we we look at this this environment now, this society we've created that is encouraging you to act on anything and everything, regardless. You just do whatever you want, right? That's Satan's greatest plan is to get us to do what we want, you know, and you just see it. It's so no, he's, just... He's got... Travis has yep, got 1 Corinthians pulled yeah. up. Well, it's... I, I think the core foundation of the issue is as Christians, we recognize that nobody is saved apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. That it has to be an interchange. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And so where I think like what you guys are hitting on is where we went wrong was we said fix that specific issue. Sure. And, then, and somehow that yeah, elevates yes. you. No, it's never been that. It's... Come to Christ, repent of your sins, whatever they are. Yeah. We're all fallen before God. And yes, is there a recognition that certain sins did have greater punishment than others? We do have to realize that. But what I wanted to say, and why I have you know First Corinthians six open, um, you know, a lot of people forget that in this list here, there's a conclusion to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I read, this is First Corinthians six, starting in verse nine. Or do you not know? that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, mm-hmm. nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. There is going to be a work. And so the focus, I think, where where it can be divisive, like we're kind of pointing out, is some of them will just include them and just say, come in and be who you are. Yeah. And there's no conviction of that sin. Right. We're called to go to our brother and, and point out their sin in that regard. But that's, that's where you, there has to be a, a recognition of, okay, are you continuing in this? Do you feel like this is somehow... Right, or, right. And to be but, clear... Um, this is where the church, I believe, really dropped the ball. Even the ones that did the best that they could and probably handled it as biblically as possible. What we lack in our churches today is consistent discipleship. Mm-hmm. That and Yeah, so that's a big one. Here's what happens, and unfortunately, I think those Well, we've decided pot, we, we have a list in our minds of yeah. sins that are acceptable and that are not acceptable. Right, and so here's the thing, like, and unfortunately, I think it's people who struggle with sexual sin, homosexuality in particular, I think really they struggle, is they feel called, they accept Christ, and when it doesn't go away, they think something went wrong and it didn't work. Right. Yeah. And so instead of pointing them to Paul stating that I had to die to, you know, self every day, instead of letting them know, sometimes God will absolutely take something from you and it's not really a struggle. Sometimes he does that. 
But always. sometimes he lets you struggle with it and repent on a daily basis. Sometimes he uses that to grow you. Sometimes it's, you know, for, for whatever purpose. So um, I think there's this misconstruction. Yeah. Apparently, I forgot my words today. It's being massively misconstrued. People are not instructing correctly where they, they're they not telling them, hey, that doesn't mean that Jesus loves you less. Of course not. That doesn't mean that you're in sin because you're waking up and still having these thoughts. Over time, with growth, with maturity, you will learn better to take those thoughts captive. Um, and, and that, I think, is across the board that goes with all sin. Anybody who struggles with sin, we go to church, we confess it, or we talk about it, we pray about it, or whatever. And then we walk away and we never talk about it again. And no one talks about how to deal what with about the tomorrow struggle. when I well, wake up. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. And that's for that specific sin, for that specific sexual sin like that. I mean, yeah. you would compare it to, you know, a person that was that had that was homosexual. We we definitely acknowledge it. That is a struggle for some people. It has to, you know, it, it, it is. It, it's there. There's something that I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate on whatever it is. But there's something there that does turn that there. So that's going to be a struggle. So we have to acknowledge that as a struggle, just as if we would somebody, a straight, like I said before, but a straight man that had a problem with the ladies. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, when he comes to Christ and all that, right, that's going to appear, that's supposed to, both people appear, they're both going to have their struggles. This guy's still going to still think about women. You know, that's still going to happen. These will be suppressed and hopefully they'll, you know, they'll be lesser and, and, you know, you repent for them and you ask the Lord to remove them. But they're still going to happen. But the because church isn't the going to encourage that man to still go act on all the ladies. That because, exactly. Because we're not encouraging conviction. But I think people feel convicted and they go, oh, this place gives me But I, that was the angle away. that I was going at when I said I didn't think that the yeah. church handled it correctly. Yeah. More so is because we want to go ahead and just label what sins are more important than others inside of the churches is to where we focus more on homosexuality is so bad, yet our immorality in this country is so bad. So yeah, we have a homosexuality problem, but we also have an immorality problem. We can harp on the homosexual all day long, but yet we're, we're not harping on this guy that's three, four, five, six women in, you know, to whatever. You know, we're not, but it's it's in the same, it's under the same umbrella of it. But so I, I think that's where we did a definite disservice where we decided that some sins are acceptable, that that maybe look semi-normal, yeah, or, or we'll just, you know, just sweep them under well, the we rug. we relate to them. Right. We relate to them and so we, they don't right. make us as uncomfortable. And I think, I think homosexuality is something that is not, you know, it's always been taboo up until mm -hmm. recently. So obviously we're going to be like, oh, whoa, wow, that, that, that's kind of weird, you know, and kind of like naturally kind of shove that Well, away. we're coming also from generations that were taught that that was like a slur. It was a way that you made, it was a put down. It was a way you put other yeah. people Yeah, down. oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when joke. we were in school, we um, know that. It was, you know, just... Just talking, it, it, it was all bad. It was and all And I bad. have this, it and was, I want to make it clear to everybody too so I don't get messages and comments. I have this in my family. Yeah. This is, I mean, and this is in my, like, my personal family, like my very close, very close family. Um, so I definitely have this this issue in my own, and, and so it's there. And I pray, you know, every single day that, that you know, Christ will speak to their heart. But... You know, I, I 
But screaming at someone over and over that they're an abomination, being hateful, and by hateful, I mean you don't need to go beat people up. You don't need to sit there. It's one thing to sit down and lovingly tell someone who's you're having a conversation with, I love you, but this is what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. That's one thing, and that is not hate, and we're being told that that is hate speech. That is not hate. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is your behavior toward that person. screaming at people. Yeah, That's your story. behavior toward that person doesn't necessarily change as far as like I'm not all of a sudden going to be bitter and mean and cold to you. Mm -hmm. If you are lost or confused or you're really struggling and you're you're backsliding or going back and forth with this or anything my behavior towards you is not going to change because i'm going to have just as much compassion for you as, as were I some of you like somebody, said, yeah, yeah I, you know i would have the same amount of compassion mm -hmm. as somebody that is struggling with sexual addiction of any sure, kind sure. or you know drinking sure daily drug use sure um stuff like that so now we yeah, I do, but I, I do, that one is definitely a, not that anyone is any bigger no-no, but yeah. sexual sin, just in general, is a big no-no. Well, it's singled so, out. It, it is, out. it is. Sexual and, immorality in general yes, because is singled and, out. And, and I feel like if you understand, if you have a good grasp on scripture, that you'll understand that that's, that's the majority of our problem. But again, I think a big part of that comes down to, we are meant to paint this picture of Christ in the church, painting the picture of, of the triune Godhead, all of that. It's, you know, there's a reason why God wants this picture to be there. And so it's it's not that he's malicious, it's that it's supposed to point others mm -hmm. toward him. Our whole purpose here, the whole purpose in life is to bring glory to God. Sure. It's to point to his righteousness. Our Amen. whole purpose in life is not, I want to be as comfortable and happy for as long as possible. <laughs> it's, what can I do for God while I'm here? Mm -hmm. How many people can I reach while I'm here? What What do I need to do, Lord? Use me, Lord. I'm so broken. I'm so messed up. There's nothing special about me, but I'm here. What do you want? Um, so on to lighter topics. <laughs> um, that was kind of all the heavy ones we got. But we're out. And last thing, let me let me okay. wrap it up on that. But also, when we come to Christ, that, that sin, we are supposed to hate that sin, even the garment stained. Like just get it. Out. So that that definitely needs to be a conviction there that you just have to push away if that's a struggle for anybody. But. Well, I, w I was going to do a different one, but I kind of feel like the road that we're on is, so maybe it's not so much easier, but, you know, divorce. Divorce in the church. See, this is one that kind of gets me because we look at how the church has demonized homosexuality when we have largely, mm -hmm. divorce is totally acceptable. It's, oh, it's sad for a minute and blah, blah, whatever, but it's, are any of these sins unforgivable sins? No. Homosexuality is forgivable. Divorce is forgivable. Uh, these things are, you can go to Christ and be forgiven and for these sins. Christ is, yeah, if yeah, you, you repent forgiven. and you turn from it, you can. So I'm not saying that you can't, but it is amazing to see how the church as a whole has treated homosexuality, but not divorce. Christ himself spoke very point blank on divorce. You know what I mean? It, it's not a wishy-washy, well, it, it's, it isn't. It's not. But that's not the way we treat it. 
oh, honey, you can do so much better. I'm talking even within the church, not even going to a secular. Yeah, and I mean, so much to so that Paul even expresses, it says, remain in the situation that you're in, even if you're in a non-believer. So you don't know if you will be able to turn that person to Christ. So that says a lot. I mean, for somebody to be in a marriage that's a believer, to be with an unbeliever, you know, that says a lot if you're saying, hey, remain in the situation. Christ can use you Christ to bring can, him. So, and uh-huh. you can, again, I think that's where we break down the marriage and it goes down to the family again because I think that that just, you know, your, how you love your wife and all of this is so much more important. But I, Trav's got more on it. Well, can tell. different verses. I mean, yeah, no, go for it. 19, yeah, I want you to. You know, uh, there, there's a, we have to acknowledge how God feels about it and that it is a serious situation mm-hmm. in the sense, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Malachi, it even says God hates divorce. Yeah. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 19, yes. what God has put together, let no man separate. And there's there's definitely this unity that should be there and a sense that where I think the church capitulates in this sense is if a situation comes up in a marriage, even where there might even be an exclusion clause, Adultery was committed. Mm-hmm. The immediate response should not be, "Oh, good, now you guys can get divorced." Yeah, right. Like that was the last thing you were waiting on. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It should right. be reconciliation. It should be, "Let's grow this together. Let's see Christ in this relationship. Let's see how we can rebuild this." And so, you know, we should not be so quick to point to divorce. Mm-hmm. But I think the going off the opposite end can be just as dangerous, where you say there's no reason for. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's very important that, to point that's that out. That's where then yeah. somebody is almost held in bondage. Um, so you you right. have to you have to be able to kind of harmonize this together. Your desire should always see or be to see that there is forgiveness, there is grace in this relationship that it can grow, it can improve, regardless of the situation. Um, and that should be the pastoral's main point mm-hmm. um, now where I think you know it can be a little gray might be more like abuse in the sense of lives are in danger absolutely children are in danger sure so, okay that's where it's like okay well you see know, and that was the exact them. situation that Brandon's mom was in when they fled from his father mm. when because the his, his siblings he's like what 13 years younger than the rest of them so there's a big gap mm-hmm. and when the older Something kids like started that, yeah. getting older they were like we can't put up with this anymore because his mom was just getting mm-hmm. the tar beat out of her all the time he was horrible he's abusing the kids doing everything and so they literally like picked brandon up they'll tell the story and like ran across the highway running from him fleeing from him so you look at her in that sense and be like okay it wasn't adultery per se you know the one thing but and not saying that christ couldn't have used her to still have brought him or, you know what I mean like of course anything could happen but you look at that instance and you look at that and you go well you guys were fleeing for your lives quite literally but then you again know what I we're mean? not that's a different we're level. not I, I, again this does go for each individual situation is different it's not a blanket and, the, and, and it's no it, it isn't but at the same time it kind of is in the way of 
But I think more so we see in the church of we, we see couples that just fight because they just don't like each other, mm-hmm. or they decide you know after a couple of years you know they I don't agree with. It, it, it just I think we've all gone through that period within our own marriages where it's like look I don't like you very much. Sure, but I mean what like no, most divorce the first that, half, most divorces so that you see the the are, are absolutely ridiculous. Um, a I lot can, of it comes down to people not wanting to own up to where they well it's not even that because here's the thing if you are being honest with yourself about where you stand with Christ mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be having people who like to fight with their spouse a lot usually have some problem submitting to the Lord mm-hmm. exactly yeah that I mean that um, I've yeah. seen some pretty cool circumstances. Um, to, to paint a clearer picture, there's not one person sitting in this room right now that does not have a parent who's divorced. Yep. Um, we've we've all kind yeah, of been. It is. It's absolutely true. That's a, that's and, and it was dealt with in different ways in each of our situations. We've got a mom that stayed single forever. We've got a mom that stayed single and got married much later. Um, my mom got remarried kind of in the middle. Um, my dad is awesome. He's was the best thing that ever happened to us. And then we have another marriage where, you know, the couple got married when they were a child, a really young child. And so it was raised as if there was never any kind of separation or divorce at all. Um, all of us have experienced different blessings within our own lives. Mm-hmm. We're all products of families where our parents have done that. God didn't see fit to punish us because our parents, quote unquote, did something wrong. But I've seen some really cool stories. If you're well, willing. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's I'm trying to say myself. that Heidi was his punishment, I think. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not Heidi. Funny. No, no, she's no, not my punishment. <laughs> well, depends. <laughs> For certain things, no, maybe. No, but, but in all seriousness, I've seen some and heard some pretty cool stories of couples that have literally been to hell and back on the brink of divorce and because they wanted to submit to God's will for their lives they stuck it out they fought together and God chose to heal he healed that marriage God is faithful in that if you are both you know you you might have experienced the worst upon worst even in cases of adultery I've seen God totally heal that um, it takes both partners being willing to submit. It yeah, I've seen that partners. too, which that strength it's is, is absolutely, amazing. it's amazing. Um, and I, and, and that all great comes from it. a mindset of God, we're broken. Yeah. And we don't know what else to do anymore. Everything we're doing isn't working, God. All we can do is pray for a miracle from you. And the thing is, he will be faithful to that. He will heal that. He will bless you for staying in the marriage. But... Should you, you've already gotten divorced, right? Nobody, okay, repent, you're forgiven, clean slate. Yeah, it's cool. It doesn't on. not say, it doesn't. Um, it, you know, because other, the flip side of that is so you've check got on churches, your record. Yeah, you've got churches that will totally shun you um, if you've been divorced. You have certain sects of churches today that if you get divorced, you are no longer Ooh, welcome. Lex is going to like this one. What about pastors that have been divorced? I'm not okay. Wait, we should go to a different topic. Before no, 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 no. I think that's, that's a good a one. one, and that's actually a tough one. Because well, we here's... know one personally. Yeah, yeah. we. Well, yeah, I think there's actually multiple. But, um, there's, I think here's where then you have to draw a certain line. 
because like in a case that I can think of, the divorce was actually before they came to Christ. Mm -hmm. Sure. So the idea of a pastor who must uphold these certain things, a one woman man, that is I think a current standard. That is a uh, you know that that is designed to bring uh, respect and honor to God so that if he is not, in other words, if a pastor is caught in adultery, mm-hmm. okay, that brings shame to Christ and it brings it to him publicly. Right, absolutely. And that's where now it's almost that stain that can't be removed. And they sure. have now been disqualified as a leader. Can they still serve God? Absolutely. Yeah, but they as a leader, not, absolutely they not. not be yeah. The public face. Yeah, that was going to be, yeah, I agree um, with that. So I, I think that's where we kind of have to delineate is was this pre-Christ right. or is this Christ? right? Well, here's was this question. baby Christian, you know, like... Yeah. You know. Does it matter if they're not the ones who requested the divorce? What if they mm, didn't? That's a good... Uh, does well, it matter? I mean, yeah, that's you got to throw that in there, question. too. That's a genuine question because in the role of a pastor, if we're talking about publicity, we're talking about how it's viewed and portrayed you would then have to be pretty open and blunt and honest about the situation there's no so there can be no misunderstandings but what if the pastor is not the one who wanted the divorce what if what if he yeah well okay so in which i think i got one more what if though and then let's do another one because i think i don't want to go on to what if we have a older pastor i'm not making any i'm not Naming anybody. I think I know who Older pastor that has kids that loses his wife and gets remarried. So, if I... Remarried. Okay, here's the thing. But, all, but this all, is after a completely established... Like, like, this is like a very, very sad story. Like... A very, very soon remarriage after a very, very long marriage. So, here's the thing. I'm just going to have to pretend I don't I, know. I tried so hard. I know you're, I know. I, I just had, okay, I maybe we should be, just go on to the next no, topic no, and do this off really, mic. Because no, you know, know and Heidi know what I'm talking, talking about. about. Um, Unfortunately, um, Travis so doesn't. I think Travis would be a great person to answer this question. But I can't. But so, uh, he doesn't know the situation, said, okay. though, so he can't. Okay. Well, so no, let me, but let me the question you no. asked, I think, though, okay. is... But so, I think you have to know the situation on, of what I'm tell. asking. So, pastor, totally normal, pastor, wife, they raise their kids, have the church, long time, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking, they're older now. She gets sick, battles it very publicly with the church for years and years and years. The whole church is completely invested into this family. Unfortunately, she passes away. Next thing you know, boom, pastor's remarried. He's got his new cute like little wife. Nice. They're off running about, doing whatever, being cute like nothing. Now this happened. is this is after a long battle. That's what you're no, so I'm not what what I'm I'm not trying to condemn the actual pastor right. here. What my question into you is as far as a leader, as far as a pastor in your congregation. What, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, isn't there some kind of biblical advice that when you get married, you're to take a year away? I don't know. I don't. There's no year away. There's definitely. No, I, thought, I mean, no. There's Jewish tradition where yeah. that's what they. There's would do. Jew- that's why you yeah. wouldn't go to battle. Okay. But yeah, there is like that. There, yeah. But I mean, as far as like we're talking about in that, it's. I don't think there's anything. There's no law for remarriage. There's no. So, I understand that. Biblically speaking. If that's all it is, nothing wrong was done. 
Yeah. Is it tacky? Well, maybe. On the same stance, George Mueller did the same thing. He got remarried shortly after his okay. wife died. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you, which I, I, I but I mean, just what kind of what? I just want to know what kind of image that puts out for the church, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very. I mean, especially when you're right. Yes, that's probably what the question is. People need to know that this is a very specific example about somebody that for other reasons there were issues with. So it's really hard to get. Like I said, I'm not judging this person no, 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 at all. But it, no, it, it, it's it not just... about judgment. It's it's just very hard to be to be unbiased. Well, because three out of four of us dealt with very improper things with said pastor on many other so that things. Is, <laughs> so that's so, but, but that alone is a completely yeah. different thing. But in general, and here's the thing. Hold on, though. Aren't we being a little bit hypocritical? How many times biblically did a guy die mm -hmm. and God kept remarrying his wife to the brothers because they're supposed to just get remarried. Well, transition well, there. Well, no, I was just I mean, we're a, going. a biblical example we're keeping would be Abraham yeah. and his yeah. wife Keturah. He was like 130? Yeah. Like, really? You need to get remarried? Well, well he's still I, going strong for another 30 years, I guess. <laughs> That's some more kids. Hey, yeah. he promised him descendants. <laughs> yeah. so, so I think... He said he was going to make Here's the thing. I think culturally, this is just culturally a very hard thing because we have this concept of, you know, none of us sitting here could imagine our spouse dying and then even within the year being willing to go on, you know, a single meeting with anybody to see if we were willing to. I, no, I'd be. I, I see people that do that. I but, don't personally, like, yeah, but, I personally don't believe in that. Like, yeah. I think if you're left widowed like that, um, I think, and I know, again, this is personal opinion. This is definitely not biblical. I just don't, like, I... Well, you say I, kind I, of almost like Paul. A young widow, sure, go get remarried. Right. Don't do that. that if you're older, stop. Yes. Devote yourself to the Lord. And this is what's so hard when you're talking about somebody in a leadership role, because that pastor and his wife, almost everybody comes from a broken home in some sense, right? They're affected by a yeah. broken home. So the leader of the church, and this is a large congregation that we're specifically talking about, was showing all of us that come from a broken home what a true biblical marriage could be. So everybody then could look up to them in a sense. Because like, no matter how many issues you had with this person on an individual level, it was like at least there's a solid family. Yeah, and you saw a sweet, submissive wife who was so caring and did all these things and a husband who was leading and they're raising their... You saw all of that. You were so invested in her sickness and the journey of that and were devastated at her funeral and, and cried with this family and cared for this family and all of this. And then all of a sudden... He's remarried. He's on Facebook taking vacations with his cute young wife and doing all this stuff. Not like super young. I'd like but to younger. point out that my parents, my dad proposed to my mom two weeks after he met her. Well, there's that. So my point <laughs> is. All right, what, well, what, yeah, let's I, let's. But I'm not saying it definitely isn't sinful, but it's yeah. just a hard pill to swallow, I think, especially with but someone then, in a leadership But do role. we have to ask ourselves, though, is that something within us, though? Right. Probably. Like, the romantic yeah. in me has a really hard time with more than one relationship ever. Yeah. Um, the person <coughs> in me who's been damaged Maybe, by various Maybe, but if we're giving, things. if we're giving the outside, if we're giving that stumbling block, like yeah. Travis said, though, that's something that we, ha that has to be noted. Well, and some, some of the things I would think to consider if, 
if the children, for example, are still where they are in need of a mother, They're which adults. they were not, they were because okay. that, that would be my because that would be my question is if you're talking like twelve and under, like our age and older, right? In the sense where now, okay, the wife dies, it was yeah. a solid relationship. There's still children, but there's another raised. widow with a similar situation. That would be a God honoring thing. Yeah, they're coming together. I agree with that for the sake of family so, and but kids. Sure. Raise the children. And right, but should it be flaunted? No. And again, but is it as flaunting leader, it to just post your happiness on social yeah, media? And, and here's the other thing. I Look, know. I know, but you know how I am. I gotta play this on all angles. I have to. That's who I am, you guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know my personal feelings about this person, but I have to say, we're talking about a stumbling block, right? But what about someone? who looks at the traditional marriage of a, a submissive wife and a strong husband and say that husband is a little bit more stern in manner and speech. I'm not talking yelling. I'm not talking physical abuse of any kind. But just simply the way that they carry themselves and all of a sudden you've triggered someone who has a history of being abusive to their spouse and they're taking that person's man. Is it really a stumbling block? Are, if they're not doing anything yeah. sinful, is it a stumbling block? Right. Like truly, right. not in the same way, you know, it, there are they even giving the perception i think is it really even a stumbling block if there's not even a perception of sinful behavior no because it's different than for example say a guy and a girl live together and they're not married and they swear that they're being abstinent but to the outside world they are showing that they are a couple who is living together and it doesn't matter whether or not they claim they're abstinent they're giving the that's perception. and that's the thing that was we, and we would label that wrong yeah. that, that would be wrong but that is actually giving a perception of sinful behavior is what this pastor did it could a be. perception of sinful behavior it could be considering the fact that it was so quick after a long run and of sickness. Where do you, I mean, what but do you was just... was there any perception before that that he actually cheated on his wife? No, absolutely not. Saying, okay. No, absolutely not. What just came to my mind, though, is remember, though, this comes from the same church where this isn't the only case of a man in a leadership position that had a sick wife that we all got very invested in, very much cared for. They that gave is... Us a perfect this, picture of a happy that's marriage. That's right. She dies. You Next thing you know, right. he's got a new wife. I forgot. This is... Well... This happened. I don't twice. really know a ton. I know what you're talking about. I very well know what you're talking about, but I don't remember much about the I aftermath. Know. So I don't it, know. I don't know what the perceptions were at that time. But the kids were young in that age. They were, they were. I know for a fact because I knew the family very well, and okay. I was like, "Yeah, what? Was there anything improper that went on? No clue. Okay. But it does but not. Again, well, it's hard. I, I don't know." I'm because, not here to. Because I'm not here thing. to pass judgment, here, but, but I, I, I don't think the it put Bible out. The Bible does not spell out love as a requirement for marriage. True. So we live in a culture where you fall in love Wait. with someone, and that, no, it requires you love your wife. Yes, but this is why you had arranged marriages. Put the put the nose ring you, on her nose and bring her over. You're not, okay. <laughs> you're not required. Okay. God, that helps. I just not I everything has to be the notebook. That's God, what she's saying. What okay, that's what I, it doesn't mean that you have to like the person. Almost to a sinful <laughs> degree, though. Almost to a sinful degree, yeah. they push this idea that you have to have this sure. emotional, ooey-gooey feeling. With, like, burning lust. With burning before, lust yeah. attached to it in order to be married, have a good marriage, even get engaged in any of those things. And then it's creating this false idea. Well. of what. It, but, it, but it doesn't, though, because we've all been in it. No, hold on. We've I don't all know, if my wife's 
if my wife's breasts are supposed to intoxicate, um, go ahead. I won't. I won't take. <laughs> well, you won't go into songs here. Can Can we not? Or, Didn't you talk or, about that uh, enough on another podcast? one podcast where I was incredibly uncomfortable. So let's not talk about the current wives in this room right now. No, but here's the thing: we, as a culture, push the concept of long. It's like burning with lust is why we were supposed to get married because <laughs> we couldn't control ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but I think the idea behind that. <laughs> and was then just, we just went. Well, this not, goes into the one that we just did. It's not I know. a pre-required. Thing you gotta check off. I know, but then you, you just yeah. listened to our live that we had on Saturday when yeah. we were talking about this. So anyway, my point is, is that there are plenty of examples biblically where there were wonderful godly marriages that were basically arranged or where there was maybe friendship but nothing beyond that and they got married or whatever the situation well, like is. Well... I think that might be where I disagree. But how much? But how know. much biblical? You know, Maybe how not. much cultural bias do we have here? A lot. We're sitting A here lot. and we're looking at what does the Bible say? Period. No cultural influence whatsoever. What does the Bible say about this? Well, here's well, a, here's a good biblical example before you get on your point. Ruth and Boaz. Right. At no too. point does it ever describe their physical attributes, and most likely Boaz would have been older. Yeah. In age. And he took on this woman as his wife because that was his duty, and that's actually what was in line with what God's word had said. And he was being the kinsman redeemer. And again, that's a picture of Christ, and we have Christ through that. I was going to say the lineage. I was just going to—that was going to be where I was going to go. Though I was going to be like, "I like I get your point, but I think when we when we look at marriage like that, and when we use that kind of it, and we can disagree if we want, but." It, when we use that kind of example, I go, yeah, but that was that was for a lineage, that was for a purpose. So a lot of these arranged marriages that were placed together like that were obviously for a, a very very also, specific purpose down the road. But so the things ha- that they did though were cultural, meaning that it was culturally oh, totally normal, agreed, totally normal in their Com- completely agreed. But I mean, it, as far as like, but then. Wait, did we go off of the point? In of like, fact, every did, time did, now, I'm I just wondering if like I'm if I'm still if I'm going off because I want like I was going to go back to like wondering why we say if Brandon and I were ever married. I was going know. back. <laughs> well, then I was going to like no, go. I was going to fast forward to the New Testament to get a basis off of what marriage, a picture of marriage, should be. That's why I think that. That's why I think that there should be more of a no. I think it's very important to have that. That, um, I'm not saying get married without companionship. I look, I had my fairy tale that I wanted. Trust me. But I'm simply saying that in the instances of these people that were so clicked, because we right. have this childhood that was crushed, mm-hmm. right? I remember the the first family that you guys are talking about that was so just it was the most heartbreaking thing on the planet to watch all this happen. You were oh, like, absolutely. traumatized as kids. Those watching kids yeah. were so young and I don't think it's and I don't know any of the background about who the new wife was or right. anything like that, but we don't know any of the circumstances. No, right and, and that's how not do we fair. know she wasn't like a, a nurse during that time that it very well could have been and, and it's not fair for us. With each other. Like we don't know that anything improper happened. And so my point is is the Bible doesn't require there to be any length of time or courtship it doesn't before no. marriage happens. No, and, no, and absolutely not. Yeah, you're those right. Those marriages, I agree. those Old Testament marriages, a lot of them, 
even if they were only brought together that way for the purposes of lineage, which I happen to disagree with you a little bit on because it was a cultural thing and that's why God did it that way. But um, there's great yeah, but examples. They, they, but, but there's if, great examples of beautiful marriages that blossomed out of that. People who really, really loved each other and really cared about each other because they did marriage the right way. True. So. I would say that Hosea probably would be a better example of that, <laughs> of where you're going. That I think I think Hosea would would be a better example of you don't exactly have to like the person, and I think. Well, it's they, just hard again when we're talking. Read Hosea, you guys. It's not that long. Yeah, and the it, truth, it, Oh, well, I don't know if you want to recommend it's it. Intense, it's it, that is harsh. It but is a hard. For the two book. instances we're talking about, the thing that makes this such a trigger point here is we're talking major leaders within the church. Yeah, yeah and that was the point. Who did this? Not saying that them getting remarried was sinful because it clearly is not. It's just a hard pill to swallow as the fellowship as we're watching our leaders do these things and you're like wait I'm still mourning the death of your wife I'm still grieving for your family I'm still hurting for you and now you're off taking trips to Mexico with your new wife so I guess um, part of me wants to say could that potentially have been inappropriate yeah but not biblically so no Again, this um, is where we're getting culturally, which where you see even New Testament, you see Paul speaking to cultural issues that they yeah. were having. And then the flip it's side of simple, it, though, here's cultural. the flip side. Both I've never, are. and at the time that this stuff happened, especially the one when we were all kids, <coughs> I've never been married and lost my spouse. Yeah, so, so who, who are I we knew, to speak? Who yeah. I knew was saved. But I have lost people in my life who I knew were saved. And I would say that people would look at me and say, I was callous because I was too happy too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's a really tough one. But biblically, no, I don't think they did anything wrong. But could it have been maybe callous or not thought out, maybe? Is the better maybe not incredibly thought out or compassionate towards? I just have always read such a seriousness into it, and again, this does not mean this goes across. But for me personally, I've always read in uh, like seriousness into it of a man and his wife, and even yeah. if, even though Paul gives that, you know, we we can go through the the permission and in what Jesus and all this stuff, but like. For me, like, if Heidi died, like, I don't even care right now. Like, no, she was my wife. I love her. What would I want to get married for again? For companionship? To help raise my kids? Like, what What would it, you know, again, I, this hasn't happened to me. I had, you know, I'm not saying that God couldn't bring that person into my life and do that. But I think, I just think there's just a, such a seriousness of, of marrying somebody and being united in to one person as opposed we to be can't forget though that culture i agree with you because then the we way. get to the point where we start asking you know like no, I, which wife is she in the resurrection yeah i Except, you know, i mean i, totally I know we're not agree gonna be, with you that's, that's i you know I we're all here married to our high school sweethearts like it's this is a really tough like none of us can really put ourselves there um but we can't discount the cultural pressure on a single dad to give his children a mom. Sure. Right, and I, like I said, I, this is but just, yeah, I, but yeah, for I, me personally, but in the church though, at yeah. the same time, 
I just feel an overwhelming sense of what we should do. I think there would be more respect, like, I don't know how to, to really form this, but I think just more respect for just women in marriage in general if you had a guy standing up there saying like I lost my partner throughout yeah. this life God brought me that doesn't mean that he can't again yeah. I, I keep having to, to, to slip these in but for my point is I lost my companion for the rest of my life yeah you know this this happened God took that away from me I understand with my kids and everything out of curiosity and this maybe should be the last one because we've totally... Like, yeah, there's we've no got, way we're doing another do topic. Yeah, but out of curiosity, and I have no preconceived like ideas about this whatsoever, but it just popped into my head. What is the appropriate amount of time to grieve for the person that you thought was your one person for the rest of your life? Mm. If you do feel like... Because look, maybe some people struggle with just being single and they know that they are better. Mm-hmm. As, as a couple, and maybe that marriage won't be the same, but what would be the appropriate amount of time to agree? Well, I don't know if they're necessary. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I'll answer that Because you can't say there first. isn't an appropriate amount of time to grieve and then still judge the people who got well, married yeah. right away. That, well, that's what I was going to... There isn't one, but it's definitely not that. Well, no, and I mean, like I said, I, I for me, I wouldn't yeah. do it, but the, they, no, but I, I don't the know that... No, but people watching, I what feel like... would you have felt was inappropriate, like just for out of curiosity although well, it's I mean, not like, wrong this is where I think what although, would society tell you be like oh he's got another girl like how long is well, that because that's kind of it although it's not wrong to remarry <laughs> I feel like there is <laughs> no the appropriate of. time yeah because for someone it's always too soon hey yeah how long so, how long was that this is publicly though this is somebody that is not so we're not going to talk about it. But, like, let's... How long was that grieving time? Not long. <laughs> not long. Yeah. But I'm saying that is... That's with for death? most... No. Just no, divorce. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which time? Okay, the, out here. I'm sorry. I'm talking... Out here. The most recent switch... I'm just thinking, this is from a worldly perspective. So we're going, we know for our, ourselves, we're like, wow, that was quick. Yeah. So to answer that question for in the church has got to be more time than that. <laughs> well, you know, and I think here's the thing. Like, I think that there's always going to be, when you talk about the death of a spouse and remarriage, first of all, why is it people, to, and I'm not talking about the situations we talked about sure. already. Okay. Um, this is just a completely separate this thing. This is a lot but of opinionative ones. I find in general, people tend to be more judgy about somebody remarrying after death yeah. than remarrying after sure. divorce. Because that's normal. We're totally, even within the church, we're yeah. totally normal and like okay the first, with divorce. They're doing absolutely nothing wrong, but it's like, you know, we have... We're so backwards. We, you know, <laughs> it no it's so backwards, it makes no sense. I think, you know, first of all, is the person praying about it? Yeah. What do we know? Well, you don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know what's going on. Um, but, you know, you find it especially when you have, if it's your parent who is remarrying after death. We've had mm-hmm. friends go through that where it was like a year. Which has got to be insane. When you're, when the friends that we have, the one of the parents died, and I think it was like a year later, the other one. But, yeah, we've got, you know, we've got a friend that the one of the parents died and the other one within a year, 18 months, and that was... It was not okay in the eyes of 
the friend whose parent was remarrying. It was Next just, children. it was very adult-ish children. Right. But um, it was one of those, how could you? You guys had this epic love story, blah, blah, blah. I would say that these two people have a wonderful marriage. I don't think that there was anything inappropriate about the timing, but... I guess my point is is that everybody always has kind of an opinion on what you do as far as marriage is concerned. Sure. And that's the world and within the church. Oh, yeah. Whether you've been married since you were 18 years old, 17 years old, or whether you waited till you were 35 to get married, somebody's got an opinion on it. Very true. Somebody has a negative opinion on mm -hmm. it. Um you know, so it's just I don't know why. I don't know why it's such a such a touchy thing. Like because it's so intimate. Do what the Bible tells you to do, people, and <laughs> remember that other Christians like us will still probably judge you <laughs> if if you even if you did nothing technically wrong. No, um I think this has been Okay, we only touched on a few of the topics, and I think this has yeah. been a really fun conversation. I am very excited to do more of these and go through more of yeah. the questions. Some of these questions that you guys send in, you guys, they're going to be podcasts all on their own. Yeah, because they so are very deep um, topics. We'll hit but... more of them next time, and, and if you if there's anybody that listens after this, thank you. <laughs> well, and anybody who stuck around after and, women shouldn't be in charge. And and hopefully, you know, we, we did throw in a little bit of scripture. I think that all of us concurred that most of our opinions were biblically sound. Um, but hopefully anything that we said that was just, you know, we, t we talked about some things that for us, it's like, we're not perfect people, you guys. Yeah. We're not perfect people. We struggle too. Um, no, so but these, these conversations are meant to, to lead everybody into scripture and yeah, to, to yeah. read it yourself and, and to, and to yeah, pray on it. Yeah, don't something because we said it. No, Go absolutely not. Go to scripture and it is yeah. and, and, and read it and pray on it. And, and if you have these issues, you know, I mean, and we're a, always willing to talk more with you if there is anything that gets brought up that you would like to know more about. Just message us and let us know. Yeah, Send us if, an email or whatever we because, um, yeah, we're happy to do that. And please remember we all tend to have the flaw of being super sarcastic and snarky. And, yes, yeah, so um, a lot of the times some of the things that we say is not. Lot. And none of us are having any hard feelings with each other about anything that is being said. So I, it just occurred to me how somebody might listen to this and be like, they're pretty mean for Christians. <laughs> We're not trying to be mean, you guys. We're just being honest. And if you're real, you're probably sitting down having conversations yeah, with your close happy. friends, too. And you say things, and sometimes it's not exactly perfect. But we're all about keeping it real life. So that's what you yeah. get. <laughs>